This week on What the Heck, we check in with Tyler and then spend a whole bunch of time talking about the impending deer season. Crack a cold one, kick your feet up, and enjoy the show. Good evening and welcome to episode four of season two of What the Heck. I'm Colin Frederick with Tyler Heck. What's up, dude? Isn't Sorry, isn't this just season three or episode three? No, I think it's four. Is it? Yeah. Oh, see, that's wrong on there. I couldn't I, remember. Yeah. No, I, I'm pretty so sure. So we're at four? I think we're at four. I think we're at four. Anyway, uh, it's, it's some episode that we yeah. did. <laughs> Once you switch to the second season, you kind of lose track of the yeah. episode count anyway. Man. Well, we're kind of getting a bit of the Hollywood treatment around here. Yeah. And it's starting to go to our head a little. Yeah, it is. That's okay. We probably deserve that. We're all alone tonight, just the two of us. There's a song about that. Just the two of us. It's kind of a... Maybe it's not about us, though, isn't it? That's kind of weird. <laughs> hey, whatever, dude. You just gotta let it happen. Yep. Uh, Jake's gone, getting ready for hunting, which, you know, seems like we all still gotta get ready for hunting, and we're here for the people that need us. Yep. All the hunters out there, they know. They know. Sometimes you just gotta do it for the hunters. Pete's sake. They need us. Maybe they'll listen to this sitting in the stand. I, I think I might, honestly. It's not a bad plan. Bring out an old AirPod. Sure. Just one. Got to leave one ear open. You know. Heck yeah. I'm into it. Unless there's snow on the ground, then it doesn't matter. Not gonna I don't anything. think there's going to be a lot of snow. I don't think so either. I think it's going to be quite crunchy while you're walking around. Which is also okay with me, as long as the squirrels stay in the tree. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried squirrel hunting a few times and can't ever find them, but I've heard that uh, when you're a deer hunter, they're pretty much on top of your head. They are everywhere, it seems. Really, I only ever want to hunt squirrels when I'm hunting deer. Because, I guess that's reasonable. Yeah. Uh, quick, before we get to hunting stuff, we will, uh, again, thank Travis for the root beer barrels, because I forgot those are still here, but there's still 1.7 pounds <laughs> of them. Yeah. Haven't made a big dent in them yet, but that's a good thing about root beer barrels. They, they last long. Pretty delicious. I found one... Uh, in my truck today, like on my console that I apparently had grabbed one time before I left. And <laughs> I'm just happened to be there. So that was a nice little surprise. Nice. Uh, fantasy football this week, the big check-in. I played Will, the guy that had won like seven games in a row, and I beat him. Oh, man. Down goes Frazier. William. Little, little Tom. Little Tommy. <laughs> Tommy boy. Uh, yeah, so if you're out there, suck it. Will, uh, still in first place, though, at 8-2. and two. Yeah, I don't think it's even close. Uh, it's a little close because Renee, one of my favorite fibs. I have a few favorite fibs. Katie's number one, of course. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah. But Renee might be number two. She's pretty cool uh, sometimes when she's not mad about fantasy <laughs> football drafts. <laughs> she was a sassy girl that night. Yeah. Anyway, she's 7-3. Uh, and three. So is your father. What a wise man. Three? I thought he only had two losses before. What happened? Well, what happened was he lost. Who did he lose he to? He did? To who? <laughs> Do you think that maybe it could have been like a intra-family family conflict kind of deal? It, I don't know. I guess I might hear about it this weekend. Hmm. Well, he lost. Hopefully we find out to <laughs> who. 
I am six and four after my win over Will, so I'm I'm climbing up there, but still behind. Yeah, got some ground to cover. Uh, <laughs> and then Tyler is in last place. Somehow that puts me in. <laughs> I guess fourth. Well, I guess that would be fourth. Yeah, that's dumb. And Tyler's in fifth in our division at two and eight, so I'm four games ahead of him. On the other side. Well, that's what we call a goddamn hot mess. I would fit in so much better in the other division. An interesting thing has happened in which now every single team in the other division is two games below 500 at four and six. Oh, all five of them. They're wait. all tied for first place. When did the NFC East join our fantasy football league? Oh, my God, is it bad over there. Yikes. Uh, but I would like to give this once superior Reese a really <laughs> special shout-out. Let me just make sure I'm reading this right. God, this tells me that he's lost now five games in a row. Five in a row. So at one point, you're telling me that he was four and one. That's right. And he is now four and six. That's, yes. Yikes. Tough. That's almost as bad as me. That's. At two and eight. Like, I would much rather be at least two you and have, eight with two. At least two you have very, some joy sprinkled well, in. You know. What sucks is my first win was against the Superior Reese, and it felt really good because he was on a tear. And part of me may kind of feels bad. I may have started that run for run of losses for him, and it makes my wins look even worse now because he's not doing as well. I should point out one thing on the other side on the other side of the league with the successful people. This says that Renee has only made three moves and is tied for second in the whole league. Wow. Sticking with the team she created. That means that she was well-drafted. Yeah. For being, uh, su feeling super rushed. So rushed. And nervous <laughs> drafting here in the studio with us. That was, <laughs> I'm impressed. Good for her. The only other one with less than 10 moves with single-digit moves made on the season is DeHeck, who is not in second place. And I have no reason to make moves <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Why would I ruin? Actually, you know what? Honestly, maybe I'll just start picking up guys and dropping them again. Just to ruin everybody else's day. This, this is interesting. This has been the robber. Uh, listed in second, at least in season stats. Which, I guess he's atop the other division, technically. That's interesting to me. At four and six. I don't see how you're in second. He's in a five-way tie <laughs> for first place. So the Fantasy Football League's a hot mess. Well, just one side of one it. One half of the Fantasy Football League's a hot mess. Maybe we can just change it so that... Um, the top four teams, no matter what division, make the playoffs. <laughs> maybe you they, have to have a winning record. Maybe they just lack motivation over there, so I really yes. should get to work on that belt, and then they'll be like, oh, and then they'll kick it into high gear. I don't know. The way some of the teams in our division are playing, not myself, <laughs> I don't see really anyone from that other division stepping it up. Apparently, they're all bad. If I mean, you hear this, you're bad. Up until last week, I thought Will pretty much had it locked up. Like, yeah, there was no way his he team seemed was to lose. just be rolling. And then he ran into just a brick wall. Hey, that's right. Still somehow in fourth place, but hey, <laughs> dumb. This is dumb. It's better than fifth, and better than the other division. So, <laughs> so that's the fantasy football league.
but with that, man, can I just go ahead and tell you about this new setup is the bee's knees, but also I, I just got to do some reconfiguring. I got to turn my head all the time and I can't see. Yeah, we got to figure this out for you. Pizzas. But the people don't care. What they care about is what's on your mind. So Tyler, what the heck? Heck. You got to find the right way to say it. Yeah, I think so. I get it. Um, So this talk is inspired by two things. One One. um, is the root beer barrels so graciously, generously donated to us. Oh, boy, are they nice. Uh, So delicious. And the second is uh, recently uh, we stopped at a Culver's. Oh, we did. Got some food, got some ice cream. Mm Mm-hmm. Listen to some great Christmas music. Oh, man. They were pumping it. They had it going on. And uh, so we were eating with a lot of the older couples because <laughs> that seems to be the place for that generation to go for dinner. Um, <laughs> Honey, Ethel, going to go for a nice dinner out. Um, so what I would Come like on, to... Jerome. It's only two. <laughs> we wait until four oh, for Jerome. dinner. Every time I hear the word Jerome, I think of uh, Barney's father from High Victor Mother. Oh, sure. I guess I forgot his name's Jerome. I had a yeah. great-grandfather named Jerome, and he was old the entire time I knew him. So that's why I think of old people. Huh. Carry on. <laughs> so the reason I bring both of those, the root beer barrels and Culver's up, there is a connection, I promise. Um, the connection is, while we were at Culver's, both of our drinks of choice was the Culver's root beer. Oh, which, let me tell you, is not often my choice, but I'm always so happy when it is. And I think the the reason I got it was that was when we also happened to get the package of yeah. root beer barrels. Mm-hmm. So good. we were just that on that root day. beer kick. Uh, so I would like to first, I'm going to extend a question to the hecklers. And I hope we get all of you to uh, get us some voice message answers. Man, to this especially question. now that you've seen how cool it is yeah. and you get to feel like you're on the show. Yeah. It's it's gonna be great. You basically like your then you're famous. So yeah. Uh, so my question to the hecklers is, what is the best root beer? Mm-hmm. Which brand? Which flavor of root beer do you prefer? Is there just one? Because me personally, there's a couple that, like, if if they're there, if there's multiple, they're all there. I have trouble picking. Sure. But if there's just one, like, it's it makes an easy decision. Um, I'm always stuck between the mug root beer. Okay. Uh, just because the the big old bulldog. Yeah. I love he is nice. the bulldog. Uh, and Barks. Interesting. I enjoy a good Barks root beer. I was going to say that Barks is lower on my list. I don't know what it is. I, I don't know why. But it, that's always, like, if there's a root beer... Or if I'm in the mood for root beer, I'm always looking usually Barks first because Mug isn't carried like at gas stations. I don't sure. see it that often. Barks is usually the Barks one that's is a there. Coke product. Um, but if Mug is there, like that's my number one go to. Hmm. But it's usually Barks. That's just that's what I go with. I dig that. 
We should maybe have a taste test. Oh, we of root should. Beer sometime. We'll get a bunch of kinds and yeah. then rank them. A blind taste test. Bracket. Yes. <laughs> All right. I'm in. We're going to set that up. Yep. We have a Coca-Cola machine at Austin Pier Service. So there was barks in it for a while, and it was always like, hmm, okay for me. I, my initial thought was going to be A&W, but then I retracted that because I remembered that any root beer that you can find in a glass bottle is infinitely better than anything else. Correct. So with that, I'll have to go with Sprecker's. Oh, Sprecker's is great. I feel like I'm missing another brand that I know of. Oh, there's so many brands out there that... Glass, either glass bottles or like the real big, oddly shaped plastic bottles um, are also like acceptable. Papa Bear, I think it's called, uh-huh. or something. But they have a bunch of they carry flavors. some kind at uh, at Hires that's pretty tasty. I forget the brand, but I just oh man, the glass bottle I think really does it for me. It almost changes the flavor. I think it does. Like some people prefer with standard beer, right? glass or a can i think that this may have kind of the same effect it might i just always feel the reason i didn't go with spreckers is normally when i'm getting a root beer like i'm driving and i feel weird <coughs> with a glass bottle <laughs> uh like in my cup holder <laughs> yeah i could see that i feel like that looks bad like it'd make for a funny story right but Explaining like, yeah, officer, it's I swear it's just Spreckers. That's like, true. But if I'm if I'm like going somewhere and like, hey, I'm gonna bring some root beer. Like I'm probably grabbing Spreckers. I'm gra- I'm gonna grab some glass bottle. Sure. For that, I will admit, if I'm going for a glass bottled soda, it's gonna be grape. Good old grape. Or orange. Probably grape so for me. So many, just great. Glass bottles. So, oh, so <laughs> excellent. I also really get a lot of pleasure out of ordering like a Sprecher's root beer if they have it at a restaurant. You don't yeah. see it often, but when you do, it's really nice. Mm-hmm. The only thing that's not nice is they're like, it's two bucks and you can't get a refill. Right. They never have refills. Almost on like, I feel like any root beer. It's true. Outside of fast food where you could just fill your own. Right. I feel as. Anything is, it's kind of like chocolate milk. Not a lot of places get you I love free chocolate milk. refills on chocolate milk. And that I'm totally, true. it if, doesn't phase me. Like, I'm always going to get a second class. If I were, same, same. I'll pay all the like, money I for don't chocolate care. milk. <laughs> if I were running for president, that would be an executive order is that chocolate milk and root beer get free, free refills. refills. Does everything else stay free refills or do you, do they get to charge for that to make their money back? No, I think so. I think that I'll give them like a really very small tax break um, to compensate for chocolate milk. That makes sense. I'm in. You got my vote. Nice. <laughs> you couldn't pay me enough to be the president of this goddamn country <laughs> right now. Oh well, my hey, god. Well, hey, you still you have ten years to decide. That's Maybe true. things can, really turn around. That's true. I can think about it. Yeah. Maybe everyone will start getting along better. Who knows? Doubt it. <laughs> I love root beer. <sighs> root beer. I could honestly go for a nice cold root beer right now. Same. And 
I'm a, any of them. I I know this is has been kind of a well kept secret. I love ice cream. I love root beer floats. I feel like that is a a, a well kept secret. People don't you people forget about the the root beer float. I know, and it is a damn shame because what vanilla ice cream does to root beer float or to root beer should be illegal. Then the ice cream starts to melt, and it yeah. like then you just have a creamy root beer. It's I I don't even oh. it's so hard to describe. Like if you've never had a root beer float, I don't know how else to describe it. Or what you're still doing in this country. Heaven in your mouth. Yep. Like you can eat it with a spoon, you can suck it through a straw, mm-hmm. but each bite or sip it just gets better and better. Oh God, root beer floats. Are we gonna have to? We might have to pause this episode. Yeah, we're gonna have to stop this. Floats. Or we just start yelling, "Mom, <laughs> rip your floats!" My mom's not here. She can't hear that. She'll hear this, but She'll it'll be far it. too late. Well, by then we'll have had at least one root beer float. I sure hope so. I might get one this week. Actually, I guess I I don't know what we're doing this weekend. <laughs> See, that'll be tough. Darn it. We'll have to bring some with us into the uh, into the stand. I guess so. Which brings me to my next point. It's opening weekend is upon us. We have finally this I I have a lot of favorite weekends yeah. throughout the year. Oh sure. I think this is my favorite weekend. Oh, it's good. So good. It comes at like the perfect time. Especially in this situation. Yeah. Get out, go sit in nature. Even if the years I don't see anything or don't shoot at anything or anything like that. It's Nice to just be able to sit, enjoy nature, silence. You're right. You just get like, yes. That's what I was going to say. It's like my biggest thing. It's just like some quiet. Yeah. You don't have to worry about anything going on. Like, oh, there's a woodpecker. And then you can just watch him in your binoculars for a half an hour. Yeah. Because you don't have anything else going on. What what else are you going to do? Oh, it's so great. I try really hard to not, like be on my phone i'll check it once in a while and see if somebody's worried about my well-being yeah um but i like really try to just be present out there yep i really i think my phone only comes out like if our uh, group group chat's going off sure um if i get messages or anything from like someone else that's not hunting with me or really if it's someone else that's hunting that i know is hunting we'll talk but sure like Sorry, sorry if, if you're not a hunter. If you're not hunting and you're not my mom, I'm probably not going to answer you back <laughs> until I get back to the cabin. So <laughs> that's true. I found the last couple years where I've been, uh, I don't get any service in the cabin at all. Ooh. So it's not until I'm up in a tree that, that I can get any service. Actually, that I do get much better service in my stand than at the cabin. Sure. Sometimes you know I'll go like. 35, 40 minutes where I'm not getting anything, and then all of a sudden, bam, there's five or six messages sure. coming through. But, yeah, it's nice to just get out, forget everything, take some time, rejuvenate. Some me time. Yeah. I, uh, <clears throat> like we've talked a little bit about, I'm a very new hunter in the world. Uh, I've been deer hunting twice now in the last three years 
Um, and I have pretty much seen zero deer. Well, that's not true. I saw two does last year at like my 7 o'clock or 7.30 kind of area where they're hard to see and they were down a hill and yeah. through trees. So that wasn't even like a consideration of anything. But those have been the only two deer that I have even encountered. So it's been a little f- tough sledding so far. I'd like to get the first one under my belt, you know? Yep. Well, two years isn't bad to not have one. I'll tell you, uh, my cousin, six months older than me, has been hunting. I, th- I think he went a, the year before me. Um, this will be year 17, zero kills to his How? name. Oh, he's, well, okay, I shouldn't say that. He probably has a couple kills. But nothing he found. Nothing found. There, he's got some good stories. I don't know if I'll share them now because <laughs> I could go on forever, and they're pretty good. Um, and I won't embarrass him like that now. I'm going to hope that he gets one this weekend. I can come back and say, hey. He did it. I mentioned he had some some rough times, <laughs> but here we are. Um, but, yeah, 17 years. Holy he's gone. Like I've gone, I think my last one was now five or six years ago. And it doesn't, it seems long ago, but it doesn't. Sure. Like those that that story kind of always sticks with you, especially that one. That's a that's a good story. Hmm. But it uh, and that's like just for a buck, or like that was the last time you. No, that was anything. a doe. Um, I've only shot one buck in my life. I have three deer total. I shot two in the same year when I was fifteen, and then. Uh, another one five or six years ago was a doe. Wow. So I had a good nine or ten year stretch there where I had nothing. But first deer, Saturday morning, second deer that following Sunday morning, and that was a small rack six-pointer but a good, nice body, sure. old, very gray um, deer. But it was well, a good cool. one. That's cool. So got that out of the way. Didn't have to worry about it. Hmm. Took the pressure off. Yeah, that – Sucked when I went t- ten years not being able to. No kidding. Drop that's, one down. That's I, t- I took some shots in between there. Just Nothing. a lot of them were they were going away, and it was just a pot shot to maybe get them to pause or whatever. And sure, just couldn't get it done. Huh. Well, maybe this is the year. Yeah. I. Uh, I will be hunting in Illinois this year. Ooh, the old Illinois. The Illinois. The land that I love so much. The land of the lost. (laughs) (laughs) Their season actually uh, opens Friday, so I'll be hunting Friday morning, so I'll get a head start. It's the one good thing. Hey. Um, I have an either sex and an antlerless only, so in theory I could legally take two. Let's worry about getting one first. drop the first one, then we can worry about the second one. See, and that's kind of one of my thoughts, is do I try and get a doe first and, like, get the jitters out? Like, okay, got the first one under my belt. That, I always, because, I mean, there have been years I haven't even seen a deer. Sure. And then there are years where even if it's just a little one, two-year-old doe, way off in the distance like you always get that like your heart's beating mm-hmm. and it's always there it doesn't matter what like i've never seen a monstrous buck and i sure. always get worried that 
I just won't be, be able busy to busy peeing your pants. Uh, yeah, I won't be able to close the deal. That thing's ten yards. Like I could spit on buck it. Buck fever. But uh, at some point, I feel like it's got to happen. It's got so. to. Yeah, I don't know. I worry a little bit about that, but also in my very limited experience hunting, uh, I tend. It, okay, I guess I should knock on wood and say that again. This is with very few <laughs> opportunities. <laughs> Uh, I have like shot well in the moment. Like if I'm not thinking about it, if you don't have time right. to sit and think and get yourself all worked up, mm-hmm. um, like my bear, which was just an absolutely chaotic thing. Uh, like that was a giant gaping chest wound <laughs> with a borrowed, <laughs> a borrowed Marlin 444 lever action. <laughs> um, and then in my recent newfound obsession with shooting pheasants, I have fared okay out there as well. Without, like, a ton of experience. I've done some shooting. Right. I started buying guns in college and have done, like, a little bit of shooting, but still, like... I say, you're still fairly new to the whole... The whole Hunting world. game. Like, just the gun game. Yeah. Shooting and everything. I think I was a sophomore. I was working at Dick's, and I bought a rifle. And then I didn't use it for a couple years. That is that. Access. Right. Is so hard. Mm-hmm. And also, it's hard to figure out what the hell you're doing by yourself. That's right. what I found. Like, I was, I feel, I've, I've been very lucky growing up in a family that you know, my grandpa hunts, my dad has hunted with him forever. Mm-hmm. My, even while I was still alive but not hunting, my great grandpa was still going. Mm hmm. So, like, I just come from a family of guys that hunt and know how to hunt and right. all that. So, like, that's, I just learned mm-hmm. growing up. Like right. it was That's just the thing that you do. Right. But coming from a family where you don't really do that, that's hard to. It's hard to, like, break down that wall. The barrier right. to entry is fairly high. Right. I also found an interesting thing that I started to think about it and it, like, Really turned out to be a non-issue, but before I was going on my bear hunt, I was, I started thinking about, like how it would, like affect you emotionally, and I think that it has. Probably a greater effect, on if you are like a late. Adopter, a late a bloomer. A late starter, yeah. Um, like as an adult. I think that you process things on obviously like a higher level than as a child. Right. Like, well, I'm killing this creature and then like working through that and justifying that in your mind that it's mm-hmm. for food and all this stuff, whatever. Right. Versus when you're 12 and your dad shoots deer every year, so then you shoot deer because that's what dad does. Yeah. You don't really understand. Like the, the weight yeah. of until taking it happened. Life. Like that was, I remember that's one of the things I thought when I shot my first deer, and it was not, it was not a clean kill. Sure, like it was a, it was one of those, it was pretty far off, but it's standing still. Like I've got a shot, sure, and I hit it, and I just knocked like the front legs off, and then it dropped behind a hill, and I couldn't see it, and you could just hear it howling, and like I there was more deer with it, so I'm sitting. Because right. that's what, like, that's just, I remember being told, yep. you just wait. 
And my dad comes over the hill a little bit later after we got on the walkies, and he's like, why haven't you finished it off? And so I'm, like, yelling to him. Like, I can't see it. It's over a hill. And he looks, and he can see it, so he's able to end it. But I just remember thinking, like, it's probably if – I, if I had that same shot now, I probably don't take it. Sure. At where it was and everything. But as a – again, I was a 15-year-old kid, never – Right. Shot you even... an animal. I mean, never shot a deer. Never really thought about it. Didn't th- didn't think about it. Just hey, there's a deer. I'm gonna try and take it down. Right. And here I am, 15 years later. Like yeah, probably wouldn't have taken that shot. And I think it's interesting how, for some reason, it affects us more on like big game than it does. Like right. You know, if you're fishing and you are going to keep it and like you kill a fish and you don't think about it. Right. Or with birds, like some people are like, yeah, whatever. And they'll go shoot a songbird in the yard or a squirrel or a frog or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it suddenly feels different when it's a bigger thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that it also is different going from like, like hoofstock, the, the ungulate side to like bears and wolves and that kind of stuff that people see in books and movies and TV shows and like, I don't know, the charismatic megafauna, like the big creatures with personalities. Right. Um, so that was a thing with my first ever hunt being for black bear. <laughs> so then not only was I like, okay, I'm killing the first thing I've ever killed. Also, it like... Sometimes we'll stand up on two legs and walk around and use its hands to, like, do shit. Right. Like, obviously there's a long way between humans and bears, but it it also feels like just a a smidge closer than a deer, which feels a smidge closer than a bird. Mm -hmm. So that was a thing. Like, that all happened, and it was chaotic, and I did it over hounds, so there were dogs barking, and there were a bunch of people around, and it was just, like, a chaotic moment. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, there you go. Shoot. Hurry up. So I did that, and then, like, I was like, okay, can I just, like, give me a minute? Just so I, like, I and... like, took a minute with the bear and was like, Whew. okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's an interesting thing for sure. Yeah. And one, I think, like, once you, like, it was less, you know, with my last year a couple of years ago, there was less of that thought. Like, all right. Like, it was close. Like, I just had that shot. Mm-hmm dropped it right there and I didn't have that feeling like walking up to it like was that the right thing like sure. it was it feel I think the more experience you have with all of it sure it that feeling goes away or doesn't necessarily go away but you think about it less because right I think it probably you don't changes. have to justify it it's much. less of like a guilt yeah uh, and like wondering like who am I to be killing this right and more of like I think it kind of just changes into more of like an appreciation. Like, mm. hey, thanks, buddy. Right. I'm going to go ahead and eat you now. Yep. And that's the other thing is, and I feel like you're probably the same way, like we use as mo- everything. Mm-hmm. Like we we use everything. So that's also another part where we're not just going out to hunt these animals. Like we're going we're gonna to use it. We're going to eat the meat. Mm-hmm. We're going to use the hide, all that stuff. So – 
I think that for was like also... your loincloths and stuff. Or are you guys oh, still yeah. doing that? Yeah, loincloths. Sure. Uh, we started making some like uh, shin guards. <laughs> yes, of course. You know, keep the shins warm when you're wearing <laughs> shorts in the winter. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, when you, I think that's when you, you know, you're using as much as you can. There's also less of that guilt, like sure. you're not wasting anything of that kill. I would agree with that. So that, uh, yeah, that's kind of my take on hunting. I think that it's harder to start as an adult. Not only is it just like hard because you don't know what you're doing or where to go. Right. And where to go is probably the number one thing. Mm-hmm. But also harder on like that next level of like now you think about these kind of things. Right. But nevertheless, we're here now. What do, do any of those stories like really stand out to you? Like, can you um, give an abbreviated version? I'll yeah, I'll talk like about my last one because yes. it's a it's a funnier one that I started telling you yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, five or six years ago, I don't remember exactly um, when it was, but I was up in my stand and I I try to stay in my stand as long as possible opening morning. Like, if I can make it until 1 in the afternoon without getting down, that's awesome. So I try to go as long as possible. But this morning, I don't know if I drank too much or what it was, but I just needed to go to the bathroom. <laughs> it's like 9.15, probably the earliest I've ever gotten out of my stand. But I just couldn't hold it any longer. So uh, unload, get down out of my stand, walk probably 15, 20 yards, um, behind my stand, um, and my so my stand was like five or ten yards right off of a logging road, mm-hmm. and then it kind of turned around my stand a little bit. So like I walked behind my stand, but I was really still probably ten, fifteen, fifteen yards off the road. Mm-hmm. Going to the bathroom, just doing my business, and all of a sudden, like I hear something behind me. Like well, all right. Still, like going to the bathroom. Just turn my head, and there's two doe just walking, like right. Like had I not moved, they'd run right into me across <laughs> this logging road, and like just hit me. So, stop going to the bathroom. Luckily, after I got out of my tree, I reloaded the gun. Pick it up, f- find the first one in the scope, take a shot. And it just disappears. And I'm like, there's no way I hit it. Like, I'm shooting through some tall grass. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it didn't even see me. Like, it, it was still just on its same path. So I'm like, all right. I, like, I have a chance, but, like, I just put the gun up, found it, and pulled the trigger, thinking, there's like, I do it now or it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, well, like, maybe that other one is still around. So I'm looking for a little bit, don't see anything finish going to the bathroom <laughs> uh get dressed and everything and you know get on the walkie and say hey you know i took a shot but i was wasn't up in my stand so i couldn't see really where it went like i have an idea of where it was when i shot walk over there five yards from where i thought it was it's laying right right off the road <laughs> just it didn't like you could see that it that's where i hit it and it just dropped right there well that's nice um so that was a funny <laughs> Like when you know, my dad comes over, we're gutting it, and he's like, "So, what happened?" I'm like, "Well, 
I was down on the ground going to the bathroom, and <laughs> they ran right up on me, and there was another one with it. And if, honestly, if I was probably up in my stand, I they probably would have gotten a little bit closer. I might have had a shot at taking them both. Sure. But yeah, that was a that was a fun <laughs> a fun uh, hunting story. Just that because of it happened at the least expect time. I I mean, I right. didn't expect it, and it's one of those years where I did the opposite of what I tried to do, where I had to get out of my stand. Like I didn't have a choice, or I was gonna pee my pants, <laughs> um, kind of a thing. So it was just it's just funny, like that. That that that's happened. happened. <laughs> that's a great story. I love that story. That's pretty but. good. I like that. I, again, have very few options to choose from. <laughs> My recent most exciting thing was that old Euchre Dog's finally figuring it out. He had a couple of, like, really good retrieves, uh, like, on a farm, on birds that we placed ourselves. So it's, like... From a hunting standpoint, not that exciting, but that's what I'm the most jazzed up about right, right now. He, uh, like, we shot one. We all kind of, like, took a shot at it, and you could tell that we hit it because it was, like, flying funny, but it wasn't just, like, falling to its death. It was right. still flying. Still kind of. Uh, and I watched it land, like, down over a hill and back in the tall stuff, and Euchre took off, and I was like, God damn it, because, like, he's still young, and I was like, he's going to flush that thing again, right? and then it'll just be gone. And then he came back with it, and the bird was still, like, very much alive, like, looking around and, like, just cheep, 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 Yeah, cheep. couldn't do anything. Uh, and he came back with it, so that was, like, I was, like, proud dad moment. Nice. I was like, you did it. You went and found it on your own, and now it's in my hand. Awesome. But the real hunting story in my life, <clears throat> and it's hard to give an abridged version of it because the whole situation was just like the most chaotic and ridiculous thing that anyone could ever be involved in. Right. I having never hunted anything, this was in 2017. So I was like during my senior year of college. Um, I was like looking on the DNR website, didn't really know anyone that I could go hunting with. Um, oh, that's my other point with getting into hunting is that everybody has a group and it's very hard it's to get hard into to a group get into that group yeah yes so now i'm hoping to just start my own and then i can avoid that and then yeah. i can not let other people in that group <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a very exclusive group <laughs> <laughs> um but i found they had these learn to hunt programs they had one for deer they had one for turkey they had one for pheasant all this shit uh, but they had a bear one and I was like, well, that seems interesting. So I filled out like I had to uh, fill out an application and write an essay and whatever. And the program apparently is like, well, I'm sure that it is directed at kids, but there's no age limit. You just have to have never hunted before. So I right. still was like eligible. Um, and it normally takes anywhere from six to 10 years generally to draw a bear tag in Wisconsin. Uh, but somehow... <laughs> <laughs> being in this program moved me to the top of the list so i got a free one on my first try uh and then they pair you with a mentor so i was paired with a total stranger like way up north in wisconsin um that runs hounds which like nobody runs hounds around here so right. like i do which nothing is, yeah, about it's also it. a completely different game than just oh man sitting at sitting a, stand a stand waiting for a bear um so it was the craziest thing. I went up once during the summer to like during training season to just see how it worked and ride around with him. 
And it was at that point that he realized that I was, like, not a kid. <laughs> and then he was all excited. And every person we ran into, he's like, oh, this is this year's Learn to Drink Kid. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and, like, that was our th We were, like, buddies. And the first time I was there, uh, he took me up to some block party. He called it a block party, but really was it just some farm because we were in BFE. Uh, and I took second place in a bags tournament with his wife and drank a bunch of beer. And they were like, wow, this guy. <laughs> so that's, I guess, cool. Um, went up once. I took my uncle with me, like, for the actual Learn to Hunt weekend, which they let you out also the weekend before the season starts for everybody else. Oh, okay. So you got a little jump on things. Yeah. And the first day it rained all day. So, like, we didn't really have anything. We followed one bear into, like, through this, like, alder swamp, like, with a bunch of, like, new growth that was eight inches apart. So you're squeezing between all these little baby trees in mud up to your knees. And we got out onto this little island um, where the bear had shown treed on the GPS thing. And then we got out there, and the dogs were all scattered in every direction, and there was no bear. So we were like, mm. oh, uh, Okay. And everybody was, like, totally cool about it, just gathering the, the dogs back up. And they were like, yeah, the bear must have came back down and scattered them, whatever. And I turned to my uncle, I'm like, is no one else, like, even considering where this bear might be right now? <laughs> like, <laughs> we're in this one clearing in the middle of a giant swamp with all right. this thick shit. Uh, and, like, nobody acts like they're even acknowledging the fact that, that there was a bear here, a bear like, two minutes ago, and here. it no longer is right here. <laughs> So that was the thing. Uh, and then the next day, we chased the same bear. Not, not that same bear, but a bear. We picked up its trail in the morning and chased the same one for over eight hours, and it just, like, would not tree, and we just couldn't get a shot at the thing. Um, only one dog stayed in the chase the whole time, and her GPS collar said that she put on over 19 miles. Holy crap. <laughs> like, it was nuts. <laughs> and it was just the craziest thing, like, Bear hunting, I learned, is a a team thing. You got a whole bunch of guys, and everybody's got right. a truck and a GPS unit with all the dogs on it, and a CB radio. Mm -hmm. So then you quick hop in the truck, drive to where you think the bear's going to cross a road, shut off the truck, get out, slam the doors, stand there quiet, and listen for the bells on the collars and the barking. See that they're going in a different direction. Get back in the truck, turn it on, speed down a logging road, like like thumping their way down the road at 80 miles an hour. Get out, slam the door, shut the truck off, listen to some more. Like, this was all day. You just, like, forever were getting in and out of a truck. I can't believe their doors didn't fall off. Uh, so ended up not getting one that weekend. Went back, and, uh, like, the bear that I shot, I shot at like 8 30 in the morning like <laughs> it was like the total opposite it was like yeah. the first one went right up a tree so that was that was something i am putting in for bear tags to do it again and i stay in touch with the guy and he's like yeah if any you want to bring any friends up here like <laughs> the most like <laughs> hospitable human ever nice but uh yeah pretty wild so really quick I just want to ask, what is, do you have, like, a dream hunt? Or are you, like, pretty content with you hunt deer once a year and you're good? I I am, con like, if I only could hunt one animal, it w I would probably stick with deer. Sure. 
um, even if it is just for two days out of the year. Um, my dream hunt, oh, man, that's, I'd probably go with, I, th I think I have two. One I think is pretty far, pretty high up there for a lot of people would be uh, any trip in Alaska. Mm -hmm. I, I don't. I don't really care what it would be. Sure. Um, but something I think in Alaska would be awesome. And then I also think like a safari hunting, like just something totally obscure. Sure. Um, like out in the Serengeti, just I doesn't matter. It could be an antelope. It could be a lion. It could be an elephant. I I feel like those are two like extreme areas to hunt sure. it doesn't matter what i'm hunting like it would just be, and i don't even have to get anything just to experience like, like what it's fat. like there i think would be awesome i dig that i am with you especially on alaska i love bears if one thing happened throughout my bear hunting thing is that i gained like a crazy appreciation for bears yeah um so i like know a lot of weird shit about them and like scientific things and Latin names and a bunch of useless information. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so my, like, number one, I get, wow, it's tough. 1A is a Kodiak brown bear. Yeah. Uh, let's see. All right. And this Q, Colin, spewing information people don't care about. <laughs> All grizzly bears are brown bears, but not all brown bears are grizzly bears. Like, grizzly is a classification of one part of the brown bear family. Right. Uh, the brown bear's Latin name, well, it used to be. They changed it, I think, because it was poor marketing, but it used to be <laughs> Ursus Horribilis. <laughs> like, that's a badass. It's, yeah. Uh, but the Kodiaks are only found on two islands, I think, Kodiak and Fognac, and yeah. maybe a peninsula, something. Um, but those are like the biggest bears in the world. Yeah. So like it would fill up and this whole room because they're the biggest. They're also the scariest. Oh, they're horrifying. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. See, I always scary. tell people that like black bears will kill you if they have to. Right. Brown bears will kill you just like, just because, because. they were looking for an activity this afternoon. Right. Like, Oh, that thing moved over there. I might as well go attack ah, it. I think I'm going to go eat it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that would be badass. I, <laughs> Katie always gets so mad, but I always tell her that I'm going to die by way of bear attack. <laughs> and it would probably be in that case. Yeah. The issue is if you want a guided Kodiak bear hunt, by the time you get a tag and stuff, because that's real hard to do, it's like $30,000. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. Unlikely. But would be awesome. Mm -hmm. I also think that if you get a Kodiak bear, you have to get a full mount. Yes. Like you need a full-size bear standing up in your living room. Mm-hmm. You're going to need a tall ceiling because they're like 12 feet tall. Monstrous. You know that skeleton? Was it Target that was scaling those? Yes. Those <laughs> that's essentially what it looks like. That's what we're like, looking That's what you're going to have, but it's going to be a bear, not a human skeleton. I would be so happy. Yeah. 1B on my list is a moose. Um, just endless amounts of meat mm -hmm. and also just so cool my like number one goal in life is to have a house with a large stone fireplace with a moose with head moose. above it yes that's like my number one thing 
Yeah, anytime you walk into a house or a business, anything that has a, that giant moose head over over anything, it just feels like, yeah, these people are real. Like even, oh, yeah. you know, most of the time they did not shoot that animal. Correct. They definitely bought that. But <laughs> yes, it's just like, yeah, you got to have that. Just like, I think people don't realize until you're like standing next to a moose head. How big they How are. How much of, really, they're like an elephant. They just don't have the tree trunk. They're so big. And they have hair and enormous antlers. So big. Even elk. Elk? Yes. People, elk? People like, I probably think that elk are like, kind of, you know, it's like a deer. It is It is not. not. Like, even giant. giant deer cower yeah. next to an elk. Which I am, honestly... Elk is number two on the list. Below 1A and 1B. Right. Like, not in the near future, but in the future. Elk in Wisconsin, I think, are going to be a thing. I agree. And I am quite excited. Same. I always put in, even though I won't win. Yeah. Um, Elk hunting is, that's probably, like, I feel like the more realistic of my dream hunts. Right. Um, (laughs) I'm using that as my motivation to, like, lose a bunch of weight. I'm like, when I hit this number... A, I'll be in good enough shape that I could go walk around in the mountains without dying. Uh, but B, like, okay, you did it. Congrats. Go yeah. kill an elk. So that's kind of my thing. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now it's time for two guys. One of them has more experience than the other. To go through the necessities to get you through opening weekend. At least in our opinion. We're probably wrong. And if you have different opinions, we want to hear about it. Yeah. If we're missing something, if Message we're us up. totally stupid, like tell us what, tell us something that you don't leave home without on your way up north or down south or out west or wherever the hell you're going. Yeah. Here's the only rule for this, right? Yeah. Uh, the, the gun, whatever you would use, is automatically on the list. You don't have to use it as one yes. of the ten. You're going to need a weapon. You're hunting. Whether it's you a bow or have a that. crossbow or a okay. ninja star. Right. So for this, because we are upon opening weekend, are we staying strictly to we're hunting opening weekend whitetail deer? Yeah, Because I, I also so. feel like that would change depending on Agreed. where you're going to. Yep. So the gun's already there. Um, my number one on the list, um, and maybe in the past this might not have been my number one, but my number one thing that I'm always going to make sure I have is my stand. And I, I know there's a lot of people that maybe don't like stands, don't want to use stands. I would agree with that. I um, would make a motion to lump in with that, uh, like, ground blinds. Some people, yes. whether it's a permanent one or, like, a pop-up blind, mm. whatever. However you're going to be sitting, what you're going to be sitting in yep. for the weekend. The, the only reason I go stand over ground blind is... I feel like once you're up in a stand and you see what you can actually see, yep. there's you never want to go back to being on the ground. Right. Because on the ground, you don't see as much. Like even if I know I'm not going to get a shot at a deer, at least I know, hey, there was a deer 200 yards sure. that way. Like they're, they're here. We're on the ground and you only see 60, 70 yards. You wouldn't have even known that thing was there. It does make it tougher. And because I used the scoped rifle, I, I, in a, I mean, why would I use a, 
a, a scoped seven millimeter rifle sure. on the ground when I can shoot for three hundred yards up top if right. I really wanted to. See, that's another thing I guess that weighs into it. Like this weekend, I'll be sitting in the ground blind. However, Illinois is shotgun only. Right. So I have a t- twelve gauge slug gun with iron sights. So right. you're not going to shoot probably it past needs to fifty be, yards. Right. It needs to be right there. So that's the thing. I think another argument for ground blinds is that especially if you like have kids with you or somebody that doesn't do a lot of hunting, yeah. it like they'll still hear you, but it gives you like a little bit of a little bit of cover. protection, like so you don't have to sit so perfectly still. Yeah. Uh, also, you won't fall to your death. Yep. <laughs> That's very true. All right. What else do you need? Uh, number two. Hmm. I think I will go with water or Gatorade. Yeah, something Particularly to Gatorade. If you get a bigger bottle, you can use it as a piss bottle, too, if you need to. Yeah. Depending how you feel about that. Yeah, something to hydrate with. Um, You have to. Because you're out there for a while. And you never know what's going to happen. Or sometimes your mouth just tastes bad and you need a little freshen up. Yeah. Especially when it's really cold. Your mouth is dry. Yeah. And, and it gets like that kind of like sticky. Yeah. Yeah, it's not great. Then I feel like you're just scaring everything away because your mouth is so loud. <laughs> <laughs> so that I think is important. Along um, those same lines, I think you're going to want some snacks. Yeah. If you're sitting for any extended period of time. You'll need a little bit of energy mm-hmm. to stay awake. You don't want to eat too much that you fall asleep, right. although you might fall asleep anyway. Might happen. I also feel like you have to be kind of smart about the snacks you're bringing. Agreed. Like, I'm not going to bring out a bag of potato chips, because right. then I might as well just go sit in the car. Even I'm not then, like theory. granola bars with crinkly wrappers. Mm-hmm. I, uh, for a couple of years, I would take granola bars, and mm-hmm. what I would do is, as soon as I got into my stand, because it was cold out anyway... I'd unwrap, sure. like I'd pull all the granola bars out of the wrapper and then put them back in my pack. Mm-hmm. And that way when I'd want one, I could just grab it right away. But then the problem was, what do I do with these wrappers? Right. Like, do the, where do I put those in my pack? That can't go in my pocket because if I move. So then I kind of did it away with, like, maybe I'll take one or two granola bars. Uh, but I do a lot of, like, apples. Um, <laughs> no, I always go for, like, a softer oh, apple. okay. Um, and I, I chew it a little bit, I go a little bit slower, um, with that, but then I also like, there's no garbage. You just throw the core back into nature and it's good to go. If you can't get your gun to fire, you can throw it at a deer. Yep. Yep. Just distract them. Um, but yeah, that's, that's another important. I've also found that Ziploc bags are a nice route. If you open things like in the cabin and put them in Ziploc Mm -hmm. bags, those are much quieter to deal with. Yeah. So that's another good option. Yep. Um, I would put on my list a good warm pair of boots. Yep. Um, because for me, that's the first and usually the only thing, unless it's one of those really cold, zero degree, maybe negative wind chill years. My feet are the only thing that ever get cold. Sure. Um, and I don't have a great like it's. I don't mind my boots. I'm not going to go out and buy a 200 pair of boots, dollar pair mm-hmm. of boots right now. Um, but that's like if you're a newer hunter 
and you're going to go purchase some stuff, don't skimp on the boots. See, and that that is an area that I struggle with the most is boots. Because, like, as a new hunter and as somebody that doesn't have unlimited disposable income right now, um, you know, you can't necessarily buy a pair of boots for every different thing you do. Right. Also, <clears throat> I worry about buying insulated boots because I'm always so sweaty. And you don't want your necessarily okay. to get sweaty because then you're cold mm-hmm. that way. Yep. So I don't know. My feet have been cold a few times. I My boots currently, I just like run a pair of air setters that are uninsulated. And I wear them for everything. I wore them walking through the swamps for bear. I wore them pheasant hunting. I wear them deer hunting. And I just wear, I change my socks appropriately. Yeah. Based on that. I, I think along with that, heavy socks. Yes. Are, I mean, you're either going to go insulated boots and wear just a normal pair of socks or you're gonna go a little bit less on the boots but still have right so maybe it's just appropriate footwear not necessarily yes footwear altogether yeah and a good amount because you're right your feet get cold or your feet get wet you don't want to put those same socks on the next day right so extra pairs one thing i would say and i talked about it a minute ago is Ziploc bags, empty ones, a few different sizes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're quiet enough that you can use them, but you just, like you can use them for so much different stuff. Right. Whether it's you don't want your bottle of dopest to spill in your backpack mm-hmm. or whatever, you want to keep the heart to eat yep. that some people do. Um like, it just gives you some options there. Right. Um, so I usually keep, like, a big one, like a gallon size, and then a couple of sandwich bags or whatever. Yeah. That just, like, gives you some options up there. Or fill one with garbage. I was going to say, the, the one that I know, the one Ziploc bag I know I always have, it never leaves my pack, has extra gloves, Usually some TP, which I think is from when I first hunted when I was 12. Like, Mm -hmm. I've never used it, so it just stays there. Like, matches. Like, just some things that you don't want to get wet, but you want to have Ziploc bag. For sure. Like, it's perfect. You put the other Ziploc bags right in there. You don't even know they're there. Uh, You mentioned it. TP. Yes. That's on my list. Like you said, haven't used it. But you don't want to need it and not have it. <laughs> yes, I'd rather have it for the last 18 years and not ever use it. Yeah, my but, roll's all, like, squished down. Fine, oh, yeah. great. Who cares? Just a little bit, just in case. Like, right. I've never gotten to the point where I'm, like, even thought about where I would need it. Right. And that's, I feel like there's two kinds of hunters. There's the hunters, like me, where I'm going to do whatever I can to make sure I'm not doing that in the woods. <laughs> And then there's a hunter like my grandpa who he ain't hunting if he ain't shitting in the woods. <laughs> and like that was, I, he, I, I'm not going to say it the way he says it cause I'll just butcher it. But he's got a saying about essentially if you're not shitting in the woods, you're not hunting. I dig it. So I'd be willing to, I wouldn't prefer to, but yeah, I mean, I feel like at some point in my life, I probably will do it just to, just, just to say I do it, did it. But I will say, be a... it's important not to be a surface shitter. Correct. You got to 
like flip a rock and then flip the rock back over kind and of deal. don't do it anywhere near where you are sitting yeah. you want to take a nice walk a couple you, hundred yards you away you don't want to be smelling it you don't want to be stepping in it yeah get it out of there get it out of there all right so that's six so we got four more stand or blind drinks snacks footwear ziploc bags toilet paper I'm going to go with a roll of, like, kind of fine rope or twine. Mm. You can use that for a lot of shit. Yeah. Um, You could use it for a boot lace if you needed to. You can use it to tie off a butt after you butt out it. You can, Like, whatever. Right. You could, I mean, if you forget your... Uh your rope to pull the gun up into the stand. Yep. Make shit. I mean, there's a lot of things you could do. Man, with it. I was doing that thing. one time in my again limited times. I think one of the two times I was in a tree stand, uh, my sling came unclipped and it dropped my gun. See, I the first year I used this rifle, so I got this rifle from my uncle a while back. It was maybe the year before I shot that last year. Um, the first year I used it, I pulled it up with the um, with the strap, and then after that, I thought that doesn't seem like if if it were to break or come loose, like I'm I'm screwed. I know. Then I was worried that my scope was off. Right. Oh, it's yeah. a very stressful time. It's one of those like, then it's like, well, how? What is the best way to do it? Because you don't want to go around the scope. So there's I don't I never remember like I could never explain how I tie up my gun to get it up there, but whenever I do it, like it's just. Just I have it, it, so I don't know. I'm always real, like, also careful about it. Like, mm-hmm. I set it down so that the barrel's not, like, in the mud or in a bunch of leaves yep. because then you don't want to get that all stuck. You want to pull it up, like, away from the stand and away from the tree so it's not bouncing into yeah, Right, and making a bunch of noise. It's yep. like a whole thing. Yeah, it's a process just to get up into your stand, that's for sure. Especially as a guy that hasn't done it a lot of times. Mm-hmm. It, like... And I'm just kind of, like, weird and anal about things that I, like, am overly cautious. And it, like, takes me a minute to, like, get settled up there. And I don't ever know what to do with all my shit. The first year, I, like, took my backpack up with me. And there, like, wasn't really room for it. I didn't know what to do with it. And then the second year, I left the backpack on the ground. Like, kind of, like, half-ass buried it in some leaves. And just took what I really needed out of it. I don't know. It's so stressful. Yep, it is. Uh, along with your string slash rope, I would say uh, knives, plural. Yes, I was just going to say, I have like uh, several. You're going to need the one for gutting the deer. Doing the business you're that you don't want to use that. Also, don't, don't use that on other shit. Right, like that's all it's used for. That knife is for flesh. Um, You have probably a smaller one for your rope or string because... Yep. Like a have. standard pocket knife. Yeah. Um, so I'd say at least two, maybe a third, like mid-sized. You know, you never know. Something maybe like uh, serrated a little bit if you need to do like some light sawing on small branches. Yep. Yeah, it's just it never hurts to have some extra weapons out right. there. For sure. Even if that's not what, like, you're rarely going to use any of those three that we mentioned as a weapon, but Good. you're going to use them at some point for something. Right. So you make sure you got them. 
Um, God, I'm probably bad for this because I'm like totally overprepared guy. And anything that anyone tells me you might need, like Steve Ranella, I just go buy it. So like, I have a bone saw and a butt out and blah 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 like all the shit that I've never used. So currently, just my backpack's really but heavy. When you use it, it's, I'm it's gonna have it. a hard time finding it in my backpack. <laughs> well, you'll get used to that too. Oh, um, I'm, I don't know if this is necessary. But Ooh, I think I it's one. I think it's it could be important. Like especially if you're going somewhere new. Yep. Never really been to either some like ribbon or some sort of marker. Yeah, like marking tape um, so you can find your way yeah, out. Tape. I know my cousin again. Uh, God, this guy sounds like a rascal. Killis for uh, seventeen years. He has left a good amount of the reflective uh tacks in oh, trees yeah. that Anyone who sees that is going to think that an army marched through. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think they're so nice to have. Even if you know your way, you've been hunting the same woods, It's it looks a lot different in the dark. For sure. does not matter how many times you've been there. It looks different. So it's always nice to have a couple of things up just in case. Mm-hmm. You know, it's foggy day, rainy. It's nice to have something out there. And the other thing is, hunt coming from hunting on public land all my life. Yeah. Uh, it also kind of wards off other guys who may be walking through there too. Sure, like, like oh, great. somebody's here. Right. You know, they see all these ribbons. They see all the, the reflective tacks going. They're like, oh, well, there's at least eight guys going through here. <laughs> really, it's just my cousin. But <laughs> <laughs> number ten, which is should be way higher on the list, but. This is not an order. Is light, a flashlight, oh, yes. a headlamp. Mm-hmm. That's another thing that I pack multiple of, because you don't want to like get stuck without it. I need to. I I think I've only ever taken one. Uh, mostly. F- I don't know why. Like I always re up the ba- redo the batteries and everything. Like that's something on my list to do over the next couple of days. Mm-hmm. But I always feel like, like I have my phone that's got a decent flashlight. Like sure. if I need it, I have enough time on that. Sure. Um, I'll have enough time on my flashlight unless something crazy goes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, definitely at least one light. I like the idea of having multiple. Um, I do not use a headlamp, mostly because I like having it in my hand. I don't know why. Um, and now this year, I'm really excited because I got a new backpack, and mm. it came with a rifle carrier. Like, oh, nice! It there's a little extra flap underneath that comes out. You put the butt in, and you strap it up three That's spots nice. on the backpack. So I'm not even, at least on the way in, when I need the light, I'm not going to be carrying the gun. It'll be in my back, mm-hmm. so I can just maybe I'll double up flashlight oh, in each sure. hand. Never know. I'm a big headlamp proponent. It's nice on the like four wheeler ride in. It's nice on the walk. It's nice while you're climbing. Yeah. Um, I also imagine it would be nice like if you kill something late in the day and it gets to being dark when you're trying to trying to fa- track it or trying to track it, and then once you need both hands to gut it and whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm a big headlamp guy. All right. So in conclusion, <clears throat> you're gonna want something to sit in: drinks, snacks, footwear. Ziploc bags, toilet paper, stringer rope, knives, plural, 
some kind of marking device and light. And just to reiterate, weapon is not in the ten because but that you'll want to you'll want to bring that yeah like that if you're going hunting and you grab all this but you forget your weapon you might as well pack all that stuff back up and then, drive home then yeah we got a problem so really it's a list of eleven <laughs> the first one was free <laughs> <laughs> so again if you got other stuff that we're forgetting that would be helpful uh, I'm new and I'm not too proud to beg for help so. Mm-hmm. Uh, let us know. Let us know what you think. Let us know if you have any luck this weekend. Uh, yeah, we'll be talking hunting again. And we'll soon. do the same. We will. We'll revisit with Jake uh, after after we all make it through gun season, and hopefully we're comparing pictures. Maybe we can post some on the Facebook page. Yeah. If you guys get one, send it to us. Yeah, we we'll, want to uh, see that. We'll too. give you a we'll, shout. Yeah, we'll give you some love. It'd be good. Yeah, we're all in this together. I think there's a lot of listeners who are going to do some sort of hunting. I would imagine. Or know somebody who's going to be sitting out in the woods, loving nature. I know. I was kind of half joking about it, but also I'm a little half upset that deer season is like really getting in the way of my just starting to get into a groove <laughs> with birds. I don't know. I Deer's hope, fun, man. But what if Yuke forgets everything that he's learned? He won't. He's one been, week, it'll be fine. He's <laughs> been making so much progress every week. Uh, one week oh, off won't hurt him. Stress me out. I already booked a field for the following week, so we'll <laughs> see. <laughs> All right, folks. Good luck this weekend if you're headed out. Be safe. Shoot straight. Yeah, that's, that's all I got. For Tyler Heck, I'm Colin Frederick. Let's get the heck out of here.